Welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest is just like killing it in the Twitter verse right now. She is causing a storm, but also she is just crushing it in the world of movies. She's got a new Netflix series coming out that I'm really excited to watch. I would like you all to meet Ellen Page. How's it going, Ellen? Oh, hi. I'm I'm Ellen Page. I notice a lot of our guests like to say their name before they they uh, come on the podcast. And I, I, I is that a celebrity thing? Sometimes I get nervous and I forget. Oh, you 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 you're nervous to be here. I, I personally, I'm, I'm nervous. nervous. I'm nervous to have you on the show. I mean, you, you're so oh. influential right now. Oh me me no no. Oh. <laughs> I mean, hey. Uh, I know you currently live in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- what is it like? Uh, you just got married, actually, and you've been living with your wife, Emma. It's great. We have many cats, and we live in Brooklyn. Um, and we just we just get by on Himalayan sea salt and and peppermint tea. Yeah. So you don't eat? No. No, we don't. We don't need to. We just we did away with that in 2019. Too busy. I know. Uh, n- notoriously, you are uh, a vegan, and that like yes, very. you you stand with pita and stuff. So it makes very sense vegan. that you don't like meat. But like just getting your diet down to like salt and tea doesn't sound like it's nourishing you enough. Well, it turns out that anything other than those things is not vegan. So wait, anything else that isn't it's, Himalayan salt or tea? It's enough of. It's close enough to an animal. So. No, no, no. It's not like, going wh- in me. Wh- what about like lettuce? Um, well, it's kind of a plant and plants exist with animals. And who am I to take a plant from an animal? So I don't think so. But isn't tea a plant? Oh, it, but that's different. It's different. It's water, really. It's just, it's, it's yummy water. Is well, what is I'm it, doing. Is it, isn't like lettuce water? I'm sorry. This is getting... Animals come first. Animals. I love animals. Yeah. You were actually, uh. Elected by PETA as one of the hottest celebrities. You and Jared Leto, actually. Oh, wow. They're like, you are the hottest vegetarians out there. Yes, yes. Well, it's a it's a high honor. I mean, it's one thing to be called hot, but to be called a hot vegetarian, then you're really a unicorn. You're really, uh, you're really something in your own field. Now, do you, do you feel like you're something in your own field? Because, like, y- you've been taking on a lot in the... LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. You've been uh, fighting a lot of fights recently. Actually, your most recent fight was with our uh, last guest, mm. which uh, I wasn't able to talk to him about, but like this has come out recently. Uh, you got in a little bit of a Twitter fight with Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. That's right. I did get into a fight with Chris Pratt. I remember now. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I just, I just, every cause in the world is my cause. And I just feel the need to be a leader for all of the causes. And Chris, Chris isn't. Chris isn't that nice. Mr. Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Isn't that nice? Okay. So uh, what about him isn't nice? I mean, you, you've gone on to say that like you're angry about the church he is associated with and we don't normally talk. Scientology. Pol- right. Right. Wait, he's a Scientologist. That's what I heard. And I'm not going to listen to anything different, even if it's correct. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of secret Scientologists and it, actually that would make sense. A lot of celebrities end up being Scientologists, but he, has been quoting a lot of Bible verses lately to explain, like, his decisions in life. 
uh, particularly around the current church that he, he's been seen at, uh, which has been notoriously anti LGBTQ or mm-hmm. like said some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Care to comment to our audience? Now I that do. You I do. I happen to know this is some exclusive Hollywood info uh, that the church that he hangs out at is actually a Chick Fil A in disguise. Um, that's why it's so anti LGBTQ, and that's why it's so closed minded. Um, and I happen to see him there every day, and he he calls it worship, but really he just goes there to. So and Chick Fil A is like two things you hate because one. It's anti-LGBTQ. And it's not but, vegan. And it's not vegan. It's not vegan. Do, they, they, I, I, don't, I don't think they have any vegan options there. No, no. Yeah. And I had, you know, the first time he ever read a Bible was um, in, in, from, in a hotel. He just, he never, he didn't reach a Bible on his own will. He got bored in a hotel and they had no Wi-Fi and they had no cable. And he opened up the drawer next to him and there was a Bible. So that's how he claims to be so religious. So I don't really buy it. Interesting. Yeah. Let's take it back a little bit because um, you you you're famous yourself. You you've had a nice long career for the last ten years or so, and um, let's uh, refresh your audience's memory of uh, what you've been up to. Uh, you started uh, by starring in some uh, Canadian television shows because you, uh, as our audience Ay. may know, that you are Canadian. Hey, um, and like one of my favorites, you were in the series uh, Trailer Park Boys, which is. A fun little show. I was one of the trailer park boys. <laughs> Kinda? I don't know. You you were you were in the community and you showed up as the like landlord's daughter and uh fun hijinks happen. But let's talk about your breakout role. Mm-hmm. The role that everyone knows you for. In two thousand seven you starred in the role in the movie and role Juno. Yeah. And I've uh, been pregnant ever since. What? Mm-hmm. You've been pregnant ever since? Yeah. I don't think that's how that works. I think pregnancy... Things are different in Hollywood, sir. I mean, it's been 12 years since Juno. Well, I defied science. It's immaculate conception. Uh, That that movie did so much for my career that I've been pregnant ever since. You've been in gestation for 12 years? Mm -hmm. Lots of lactating. Lots of lactating. Soy milk, though, of course. Soy milk. You lactate soy milk. Well, yeah. I am vegan through and through, unlike that Mr. Pratt who's not genuine about anything. I yeah, am. and he talked a lot about how he likes to hunt on when he was on the show. Devil. Devil? Devil. That's the devil sport. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been notoriously uh, seen as an atheist and mm. that you said religion is really bad, but you still like believe that there's devils out there? Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah, that has nothing to do with religion. That's just society, you know. Uh, there's devils of society, the people who go to churches and like to hunt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're the last people that would have anything spiritual about them, but they're horrific. That's it. I, I can imagine. Listen, listen. I'm not, I'm an atheist, but if I see something, I say something, okay? And I see a devil, so I say it. Wow, uh, gauntlet's been thrown, Chris. If you want to come back and explain yourself and tell us how you feel about Ellen, I'd love to hear it. I just want him to know that all this soy protein that I've been consuming, I've been bulking at the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right, me, Ellen Page. I've been bulking and getting swole. So um, if we need to take this altercation off Twitter, I could do that. 
All right. Wow. That, 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 wow. That's I a can't. real challenge. That is a challenge for a fight. I've been pregnant the last 12 years. So yeah. Let's get back to that. You, you uh, mentioned your, how are you pregnant? A, a lot of people don't get it. I understand. You know, have you gotten a sonogram? Like, you know, there's a child in there. I've gotten a sonogram. I've gotten a mammogram. I've gotten a CAT scan. I've gotten a number of colonoscopies and I even had a partial lobotomy and all signs point to pregnant. And how does your wife feel about this now that, like, you were pregnant long before you met her? And do you know when your your, your due date is? Um, yes. They think it's it's around 2027. That's what they think, when my Saturn return will be, astrologically. So you'll be pregnant for 20 years? Yeah. At some point, it's like going without sleep. You just get used to it. I mean, I, I imagine you're used to it by now. I mean, but, like, there's a baby in you. No. Yeah. By this point, they they gestate. I don't know if you know how long-term chronic pregnancy works. I do not. Okay. Would you like me to inform you? Yes. Okay. Please. After a while, babies are like little cultures, and they gestate, and then they create more babies. So believe it or not, by 2027, I'll have a village. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you you look great right now. I mean, you you wouldn't imagine that, like, you have a bunch of babies inside you. Well, did you ever hear that show, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant? Yeah, but usually, like, they're obese women that, like... And uh, I mean, you're you're in great shape. Don't be judgmental. I'm, I'm not. I don't mean to body shame or anything. <laughs> no body shaming. No, I'm, I believe me. Uh, we're body positive here on Yes and I am. Okay. But uh, in in your example of I didn't know I was pregnant, that tends to be the case. That does tend to be the case, and um, I it, not a lot of people know this, but I I executive produced that show. Really? Yes. What 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 makes you want to go into reality TV? Um, well, just trying to spread spread my creative seed everywhere that I can. More about this baby, though. Let's go back to it. Yeah. So, is it gonna come out like a twenty year old man, or? You know what? TBD. At TBD, as you can imagine, I am the first woman to be pregnant for what will go on for close to twenty two years. Um, so since it's unprecedented, I will make history. Um, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's going to come out like a village of a lot of grown lady babies is what it's going to be. So a lot of just women that can't Vegan lesbians. Vegan. So they'll they'll know their sexual orientation coming out of the womb. Well, yes. I mean, look who conceived them. I mean, that, that's fair. Born this way. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not arguing that orientation is a choice or you're born that way. I'm just org- arguing that, like, they have no education. They're, they're not. They're, I'm Are assuming you calling th- my kids dumb? Your, your kids aren't born I need yet. to tweet about this. Oh, please don't tweet about <laughs> and this. And see Chris Pratt. Please don't. Oh, boy. Oh, she's Every, she's tweeting right now. Everyone's everyone's coming after me lately. I'm not coming oh, after you. I just I've I'm surprised I haven't heard that you were pregnant all this time, and that uh, there's th- been a lot going on about me. In the that news. you're going to give birth to a village of women in 2027. Seven. That's right. Mark your calendars. Uh, is it gonna? Do you know what month? Uh leap year on leap year. Of uh, 2027. Was there a 29th? Uh, uh, okay, you would know that. Just trust me. Okay. Just trust me. On the 29th of February. Do you think a woman doesn't know her own due date? I mean, it's unprecedented, you know. Usually it's a nine-month gestation period, and then you have the baby. Science is wild. Yeah. 
I mean, how? Where are all these babies or people who said they're going to be born? Where are they all going to live? Because, like, I, I can imagine real estate in New York is very expensive. Right. So by then, I hope to be successful enough that I can create, literally, create my own village. Um, me and my wife are looking at Reno, Nevada now. We hear it's quiet there, um, and we're just going to relocate. And we think that that would be a healthy place to raise our village of vegan lesbian babies. Reno, Nevada. Yes. People people underestimate it is the third most family-oriented city in America, right behind Wichita, Kansas, and San Antonio, Texas. These all sound like very, like, red areas, not very progressive areas. That's what you say now, but you give it till 2027. You think everything's going to change by then? I hope so. I sure hope so. Why wouldn't you go to, like, somewhere more liberal-friendly, um... I mean, you, you've been in California. You're, you're, you're too a much weed. But Nevada now has legal recreational weed. But they have so much else. Like so much. What, else. what is there to see in Reno, Nevada? The sun. The sun is literally <laughs> everywhere on the planet. <laughs> There's so much sun though. It's pure sun. Pure, pure sun. UV rays in it's Reno, Nevada. It's not pure in California. No, too many fossil fuels and weed. And uh, and additive chemicals and kale. Do you know where our like ecosystem is gonna be by twenty twenty seven? Because I'm an actress. I'm not a scientist. I mean, you've told me a lot of science today. It seems like you know all about uh, the way babies gestate over years. Well, that's because that impacts me directly. But also, did you know that when you reach a certain level of celebrity, you can just act like you're an expert on a wide variety of topics because you're famous and successful and people will believe you. Really? That's how it works. So you could have been lying to me this whole time. Maybe I was. You'll have to ask my publicist. Oh, boy. I have her trapped in the car. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what you came here to talk about. Uh, your, your upcoming Netflix series, Umbrella Academy. Yes, yes. Based on the comic book by Gerard Way. Mm -hmm. That is about, actually, like a family of uh, related uh, siblings, siblings that um, all have superpowers. Yes, super. Superpowers that are now like adults, and you play one of those adults with superpowers. Mm -hmm. uh, w w what would you like to say about the series to like give our uh, listeners a little taste of what's in store? Um, you know, at first glance, you're gonna think that these superheroes have traditional superpowers, right? You're gonna hope they like can fly or that they can save or rescue cats from trees. But I think that we're going to start a wave of superheroes with avant-garde superpowers, um, as you'll see when you watch the show Umbrella Academy. Yes. Yes, that's my show. That's it. And um, you're going to see that these these superheroes featured have things like uh, they, some of them do have telekinesis, but others have um, the ability to disappear mid-conversation when they're not enjoying it with someone. Um, others... Others have the ability to swap brains with other people. Um, others have the ability to, they have crystallized sweat that can kill people. Like, there's a wide range of superpowers. It's not something you've seen in Marvel. Yeah, or yeah any I was about to that. say, this isn't your first time playing a superhero. Uh, nope. As our listeners know, you played Kitty Pride in uh, the X Men movies. The X Men movies, yep. Yeah, and you, you uh, had the power of invisibility. Mm -hmm. You could, like, phase through walls and stuff. Mm -hmm. Really cool part. I feel like you were underutilized because they only used you in two of the movies. Right. And, like, one of them was X Men 3, 
which was the last stand, which was no- notoriously panned by critics. And then you were only in a small part of Days of Future Past, which was a great movie, but like you were only in a few scenes. Yes. I think Chris Pratt was behind both of those things. Chris Pratt? Yes. How, how so? He, he wasn't in the X-Men franchise. I know that, but I think he's had it out for me for many, many years. Many. And that's just coming to a head now? I think so. I think so. My team is investigating it, but I think he paid the press to trash it. And I also think that he deleted my scenes in the editing room of that movie. And I just won't stand for it. He deleted your scenes in Days of Future Past? Yeah, I think so. I have enough confidence to believe that it is indeed a possibility maybe that that occurred. Interesting. Mm, very. But uh, the, the, this new show you're in, Umbrella Academy, yeah. it's, it's completely different from the X-Men. It's like, so much different. Avant-garde. Uh, well, the creator of the show, uh, Gerard Way, mm. as a lot of our listeners may already know, is uh, the former lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like working with him? And like, was he very heavily involved? He was. He was. A very handsome man. I'll tell you this. He could make a girl reconsider. Really? Yeah, he could. I mean, I'm uh, under the belief that sexuality is a spectrum and that we all kind of fall gender under that spectrum. S- yeah, gender's a spectrum. It's true. I mean, I think gender's a linguine noodle, but we can get into that later. I want to ask, but if you, you say... No, we can gonna- get into it now. It's, a, it's endless and linear, but it ebbs and flows. It appears linear. It's soft and malleable. When it's when it's put under pressure and heat, um, it's enjoyed family style. It should be enjoyed family style. Interesting. And so if you throw it against the wall, it's gonna stick. So if you throw gender against the wall, it's gonna stick. Yeah. Try it. Try it all you want. Try to break it down. Test how strong it is. Test if it's ready. Just pick it out out of the pot and throw it against the wall. It's going to stick, and it's not going anywhere. Gender's here to stay. I I, I believe it. I yeah. mean, um, I, I feel like I've been educated. Uh, great. But you said Gerard Way makes you reconsider. A little bit. Have you stared him in the eyes? For oh, he a, is a gorgeous man. If yeah, extended period. I think, it's, uh, I think it's the hair. The hair. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the facial I mean, he, hair. He, 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 mm. Facial hair? He had facial hair when I met him. Really? Yeah. He, he's been clean shaven uh, every time I'd seen him like in music videos and stuff. So it'd be, I wonder what he'd look like with a beard. I worked with him a lot off the clock. So that's that's why. What were you guys doing off the clock? Well, there's a time and place for those questions. All right. And I guess it's not here and now. It's gender's fluid. Remember what I said. Gender's linguini. Gender's, gender's linguini. Sexual orientation is... Tortellini. Tortellini. Awesome. Wait, yeah, I. Wait, how? I'm gonna ask you. How is sexual orientation tortellini? Circular. Oh, comes, circular comes, comes full circle. First off, orientation O tortellini in the shape of an O. We're building patterns here, okay? All the Italian forefathers created these various forms of pasta. There's millions of forms of pasta. There's millions of derivatives of. Gender. Gender and pasta are things that can be enjoyed and understood across cultures, across differences. So what, what, is the, what, what is like the cheese filling of sexual orientation? Obviously ricotta. No, I mean, wh- <laughs> why is there a cheese filling to sexual orientation? Because it has depth 
It has depth. And sometimes it's got a surprise. All right. Well, we've reached the part of the show where we like to do a little. We've reached the part of the show where we like to do a few games. The first game we play here is Fuck Mary Kill. Basically, I'm going to list three names and you tell me which category each name goes into. First name, Aubrey Plaza. Second name, Zoe Deschanel. Third name, Natalie Portman. Oh, boy. Um, three very interesting ladies. Um, I would definitely fuck Aubrey Plaza. I, uh, I think she's got a dark side to her. I would kill Zoe Deschanel because I think our brands are too similar. And I would marry Natalie Portman because she's got a good heart. All right. And the, be- the best career out of the three of them, I think. Yeah, Natalie Portman has won an Oscar. Yep, that's, and the other two haven't. And I want to I be wed to someone... With potential. Yeah, I was about to say, you almost got there yourself with Juno, like, very early on. Yeah. You were nominated. Yes, but that, I wanted to stay humble. I mean, Roger Ebert said you were one of the greatest performances of that year, if not the greatest. So That's, that's true. I and mean, he's dead now, so that's one of the last things he said. It actually, <laughs> and that his words his words gained value and meaning after he died, like everyone else. True. They mean more. Yeah, of course. Well, the next game we like to play here is a little bit of word association. Basically, I'm going to say a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Woohoo. Manic. Depressive. Pixie. Dust. Dream. Clouds. Girl. Friend. Indie. Band. Music. Bad. Sundance. Utah. South. Of the border. Southwest. Of the border. Video. Killed the radio star. Games. Are a waste of time. Orientation. Tortellini. Gender. Is a spectrum. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Ellen Page for stopping by again. Ellen, is there anything you want to say before you head out? You know, I'm Ellen Page. Definitely without question. Um, You know this. I know this. And my biggest fear in my career is to lose sight of myself and have an identity crisis when I talk to press. But I found myself today. And if anything, I have a better sense of who Ellen Page is now than I ever did before. All right. Well, thank you, Ellen, for stopping by. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thank you again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised, so instead of having the actual Ellen Page with us here today has been my buddy, Brittany Brave. How's it going, Brittany? It's stressful. Yeah? (laughs) You had had some fun bits there. Oh, thank you. I feel like when I'm put under pressure, uh, my Italian comes out even more. It's not surprising that I had no idea what I was doing. And when in doubt, I start talking about pasta. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping our listeners loved it. Me um, too. I don't think it was offensive. <laughs> I hope not. Ellen Page, Chris Pratt, any of the aforementioned celebrities that I... Yeah, no. I, I, had, a, I had a friend like... Uh, recently asked me, like, what is your end game for this, Aaron? Like, are you afraid that, like, the celebrities that you um, talk about, that you have people play on the show, you'll eventually work with? Yeah. And that, like, they'll somehow get angry at you? And I'm like, (laughs) hmm, I don't know.
I know. I mean, I mean that's a, that's a nice thing to like think about, like that w- one day I'll get to work with these people, but like also. Uh, it's all fun and games. I loved watching your face devolve from like, oh, she's just doing an interesting impression of Alan Page to about two minutes in when you're like, she's not equipped for this. <laughs> no, I, so, so, like, I, I really enjoy when uh, a guest has like, goes on a tangent. Yeah. Um, like being pregnant for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so long. I can only imagine that being pregnant for nine months feels like being pregnant for 20 years. So yeah. that's just a logical conclusion made there. Uh, yeah. I just like imagining like what would it be like if like, at some point the person would explode. I would think. I would hope. I would think so. There's gotta be a pinnacle of how much weight you can gain and how much you can lactate. And how far your uterus? Do you can watch stretch. the show? I didn't know I was pregnant. I've seen a few episodes while high, and it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's scary. I think they should name it something better, like "I forgot I was pregnant," or like, or like "What's pregnant anyway?" I had a baby. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Oop. Oopsies. Oopsies. He didn't pull out. <laughs> oopsies. I'm going into labor. labor yeah. Uh, oops. It's a baby. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ellen Page, you really didn't know a bunch about? No, I don't follow her. And I, I do like a, I do a better job now than I ever did of following celebrity gossip or celebrity news. But I got to say, like the last active thing I remember about her was Juno. Wow. And which I saw many Many, many years ago. 12 years ago. Like 12 years ago, like a decade plus ago. And I knew that. And I just kept remembering. I I just like kept remembering like one shot of her on the red carpet that I had seen at one point from a couple of years back. But I knew when you were like, you're going to know who it is. You got this. You got this. You got this. I don't know. I mean, like she's... She's very vocal recently. Yes. Well, here, I'm going to tell you this. Like, I don't think you picking Ellen Page and me not knowing is a reflection on you. I think it's like, I am afraid to admit how much I live under a rock. Like, I, it took me a while to learn who Cardi B was. And like, there were people in my family who were 20 years my senior and knew who Cardi B was before I did. Oh. I thought, I thought she was a multivitamin. I <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, got to take my Cardi B today. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, d- I don't want to become that person. So I, I, I try to stay cool. But even now and then, like, uh, like I'll, I'll run into like, I'll, I'll, I'll like run into like a rapper or something I've never heard of. And like, like people- in the streets, you'll run into them. Funny story. Hit me with it. I, I, I was working a job at a uh, department store in New York recently. Yeah. And uh, two famous rappers came in. Ooh. And uh, one was Rich the Kid and the other one was Don't know. Famous Dex. Don't know. Didn't know either of those. Don't know. One came in rapping at me and one, the other one left high-fiving me. And I was <laughs> like, who did I just high-five? <laughs> who did I just endorse? Exactly. So who did I just become friends with? I don't know. See, I would have had a better... But apparently they're huge. They're, they're like making songs with like Drake and like Kendrick Lamar and stuff. Okay. That... Okay, I guess so. But I still think that, like, those two seem a little, like, uh, uh, not like... Uh, One of them I had already listened to before because they made us... Uh, famous Dex made a song with 88 Rising, which I'm, I don't... I'm, I assume you don't know I'm who not, 88 not, Rising I don't is. No, none of this. I know none. How far is too far under the rock? I don't know. Because, like, it, the game's been changed ever since, like, you could be an internet rapper or a SoundCloud rapper or even, like, a, just a Spotify rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like... 
a lot of these musicians and musical artists and stuff uh, get famous without ever being played on the radio. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they don't actually ever hit like mainstream. And it also seems like those two are like behind the scene collaborators too. Uh, like- I mean. Uh, apparently Rich the Kid had a top 10 album last year. That's Congrats how, to him. Yeah, that's how far that's I've great. been under the rock. That's great. But it's like, I just feel like you're so oversat. Like, everyone's so oversaturated that, like, it's kind of impossible to stay above the rock or to have control <sighs> I don't know. of the I, rock. I, I'm just afraid I'm getting too old. Like, I, as 30 gets closer, I'm like, no, you're still cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I know. I have to remind myself of that. I really, I honestly do. And I, I feel like I would have done better with, like, knowing someone in the rap world, but then again, I don't know who you, you just you just found you, out who Cardi B was. I just I know I did not just okay, not just, but I, I wanna say like a year. I found out way after everybody else did. And I think sometimes Was too, the Bruno Mars song the first Cardi B song you'd heard? No, it was still Bodak Yellow, but Bodak Yellow was kinda like again, I thought Bodak Yellow was slang term for jaundice. Like I thought like I I was not I had no idea. Well, I don't know why I went to the medical field for everything Cardi B, but I did. And I started, I was on like the tail end of Bodak Yellow and she was getting ready to like move to a second song. But she was like bonafide star by this point. Like she was all over the place. But I also think when things get too popular, I hate them. I'm like, I'm a curmudgeon. I mean, Cardi B has made a Maroon 5 song now. I saw that. I do know that. It's a bad song. Everyone's made a Maroon 5 song. Maroon 5 is the herpes of the music industry. Yeah, you you just do it, and then you're like, you got that mark on you. Like, that's when Wiz Khalifa stopped being cool. Yeah. It's after his Maroon 5 song. Street cred is gone forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, I was listening to Maroon 5 again, because, like, since, like, the Super Bowl was somewhat recently, and I did used to like that band, Back when they was like songs about Jane came out, and I was like, that, "That's 2002." Well, I know, I know, I'm getting there. I don't, okay, wait a minute. So, I have you not listened to Maroon Five in 16 years? Um, whatever. Um, no, but it's. Um, I liked them then, and I thought they were like a more pop dashboard confessional. And I kept tabs on a couple albums after that. So I like went back and I listened to them since the Super Bowl was recently, and I I gotta say. I've never been more proud of myself for the fact that I don't think I'm like any of the girls Maroon 5 talks about in their songs. And I <laughs> I take so much... Explain this. I just, it's like... I just am not the kind of girl that would want to be talked to like, hey, 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 now, baby. Like I would oh, be, yikes. I'd be like, full <laughs> sentences, sir. Um, or like... They always talk about girls like yeah, girls like you. They go for the guys, guys like, like me, me and like. they brush their hair and they have two feet and girls like you. Isn't they have most annoying too. So. And yeah, and I'm like, you're literally just listing off anatomical qualities like girls like you have two ears and a nose and you breathe and yeah, like it is the most uninspired song I have yeah. ever heard. Yeah, like I think they've just been fucking blow up dolls the entire of their career. I don't think anyone in that band or anyone who writes their songs has fucked a real woman. Yeah, shots fired, Adam. <laughs> okay. Uh, I hope to do an Adam Levine episode soon. I would have I would have roasted him. Oh, uh, I, um, I want to do one real soon. Have I, me back on and I'll pretend it's a surprise. Uh, <laughs> no, I I just I, I'm I'm enamored by his tattoos. I, I think they're the funniest thing ever. I think he looks like a bathroom stall in a dive bar. <laughs> I, I think he looks like 
a, a sublime album cover. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah, like or like album covers you'd see in like a music choice machine, like at a bar. <laughs> like you're just like you're like okay, sublime. Um, and he also reminds me of who, who was that guy that was like years ago? Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Sugar Ray. Yeah, no, not Sugar Ray. That's Mark McGrath. Yeah, um, yeah. And this, but it's um, sugar, sugar. It, no, no, it's Butterfly. That's a Sugar Ray song. It's not Sugar Ray, I promise it's you. It's not? Can I? Yeah, yeah. Go, go look it up right now. Yeah, yeah. Do it right now. Oh I'm, I'm almost I'm, certain it's Sugar Ray. Okay, let's agree now that if I'm right, um, you owe me a million dollars. Does that sound cool? Sure. Wonderful. Amazing. Venmo, Venmo's fine. At Brittany Dash Brave. Come <laughs> no, no, all of our listeners know your Venmo. <laughs> and I'm right. <laughs> and you're wrong. Who was it? Butterfly, it's called. So I was a who, little wrong as well, too. Who so was we, it by? Um, Crazy Town. Crazy Town. I knew that. Yeah, and Crazy Town, I think, came kind of after Sugar Ray. They were, I think, on like the tail end of Sugar Ray. Oh, my gosh. And the single cover has the single name as a tramp stamp. Oh, so Wait, you were right. Very appropriate. Wait, is it a butterfly? It's butterfly. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. called butterfly. Oh yeah, the 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 the, the tramp stamp is a butterfly, which brings me back to Adam Levine, who has the worst <laughs> butterfly tattoo. Does he have a what? butterfly? Yeah, it's on his hip. It's oh. giant. <laughs> I, he and this girl are soulmates. This I'm, this is who this song is about. I'm Aww. bringing it up right now because love is real. Uh. This is my favorite thing that I like uh, to look at and make me happy no. is Adam Levine's tattoos. Yeah. let's. Do you know, I think the other day I Googled like tattoos and Adam Levine was on like one of the first pages. Like he's just notoriously. Like he's got a giant back piece. Oh my God. I but the butterfly's right there. Oh, yeah, cute. Yeah. No, it's. Um, now he has even more in common with his 16 year old listeners. Aw. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> he's got California tattooed on his belly. Look at that. He got a butterfly. And he got a little dick lion. Do <laughs> dick lion. I love that. Also, like that California tattoo is only cool in California. Like if he brought that to New York, a bunch of New Yorkers would be like, bro. Well, he used to also what have a, a tattoo up here that said Los Angeles. And I think he thought, oh, you know, I'm covering up the Los Angeles tat. Might as well get the whole state tattooed to my stomach. Yeah, now he fucks with the entire state. Good to know he's also a fan of San Diego and San Francisco. Yeah, but he's got, he's, he's, he's um, he Maybe lo- California. He loves tattoos. It's his safe word. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like when he's in bed, he's yeah. just like California and Everything stops. Yeah. Like, I feel like he looks like he could be an animal in bed, but I definitely feel like he's the one that cries during sex. And then, like, some girl tries to do something, and he's like, California, California. I'm waiting for that song. That's going to be a Maroon 5 song. California, California, parentheses, keep me safe. (laughs) It's a hit. I I agree. So, Brittany, you are a uh, comedian, actress, uh, funny person around the city. What have you been up to lately? Oh, um, so much. I am performing. I perform all around the city. I perform just about every night. Uh, I do stand-up comedy. Um, I was just in the bragging rights show at the pit. Oh boy. Yeah. Sketch competition. We lost. What is that like? Oh, I've, I've seen, I've seen the ads for it and, um, that's as much as I've seen. Yeah. It's like, it's, uh, Someone says like bracket style, kind of, but not really like bracket style. It's like three rounds, and there's two teams, a red team and a blue team, and they're randomly selected each month. So there's like a general cast that Matt Algazini, who created the show, keeps. And then you're just pulled from a pool. And then it's a 
Red team does a sketch. Blue team does a Who sketch. Who writes the sketches? The teams do. We okay. Do, and we have a month to write, produce, and knock them out of the park. Um, and then it's like, red team will do a sketch. Blue team will do a sketch. Then red team, then blue team, then red team, then blue team. But Matt intersperses the show with like fun fun facts and trivia in between the sketches and stuff. And then the judges pick a winner and the audience picks a winner. And um, you get like a fake wrestling belt and it counts for nothing. But you get bragging rights, which if you're a comedian, counts for everything you interesting know. yeah huh. it was fun but i've been i perform every night um and i'm in the process of starting to produce two podcasts of yeah. my own yeah um should i talk about that yeah why not why not why not get You're people here. hyped yeah yeah no the people who here listen to this podcast i'm sure also listen to other podcasts that's true i that's so true how silly me to forget my target demo <laughs> Comedy lovers and podcast oh, lovers. Oh, yeah. Um, the first one is going to be called Class Act. Um, I believe next month-ish I should be able to roll it out. Next month, meaning March 2019. I assume this will come out before then. This comes out on Wednesday. Tight. Okay. Um, so that one is... Um, I'm going to be co I host it, but I also sometimes co-host it with other comedians. The guests are exclusively not comics, but very cool and interesting people. And I incriminate them. And I interview them and I have them tell a story in which they weren't a class act. So I just kind of like embarrass the shit out of them. It's like it's like a very aggressive Catholic confessional, basically. I draw it out of them. I draw this like one time in their life that they're like, all right, I was a I was a dick. I set his car on fire. I fucked his brother. I I accidentally killed his iguana. I like robbed a bank. I shoplifted. Whatever. Wow. There you go. Because everyone everyone I think has a story like that where they're like, uh maybe not to that extent. I did not rob a bank. <laughs> okay, but I know you've killed many iguanas, okay? You give off that vibe. I, I give off the iguana serial killer vibe. Killing cool vibe. Like you'd get very high in the middle of the night and break in a pet store and be like, they're coming to get us. And like, I mean, they, they are kind of a wild creature. Like you can find them like in States where they just kind of roam the streets. Exactly. That's scary. And listen, every, everything can be justified, right? Yeah. As improvisers. Um, so I think everyone's got a story where they're embarrassed. So I have great fun conversations with them with that. And then I have violently funny, which is a podcast with Onika McLean, another great comic and actress. And, uh, it's a domestic violence podcast, but it's a comedic one. So it's about our journeys through domestic violence. Um, and other survivors and experts and therapists, but it's funny and it tries to bring light to, you're going to want to look into Ellen Page. I Should I? Yeah, she's been like a real like strong advocate for this kind of stuff. I'm going to tweet her. and I'm going to be like, at Ellen Page. Didn't know anything about you since Juno in 2007. Thought the movie was fine, but not anything to write home about. Then went on a podcast <laughs> and had to impersonate you. I knew nothing. I didn't keep tabs on you and didn't care. But then I realized that I should have been following she's you She's causing along. a ruckus. She's like... She's she's like fighting the good fight right now. Okay, well I fuck with women that do that, so you're right. Maybe I should. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I Reinvestigate. Should. Okay, all right. Ellen, she's been Page. doing some good stuff. You might be might be my new muse. Okay, I'm sold on Ellen Page after absolutely disrespecting her for 25 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I <laughs> I tried to steer it in ways that weren't like offensive. Yeah, I okay. I used to make as improvisers. I used to make fun of the fact that like. I kind of have a bit I'm trying to work on about it that you can spot the most racist, closed-minded, misogynistic like person in the room. 
in like an improv jam mm -hmm. by like what happens when they're uncomfortable. Like they don't have a lot of improv experience and they're uncomfortable and like they the make bad choices. They make bad choices. Yeah. Like they're always the people that like come out in a scene with like, like someone who's Chinese and they're like, so how long have you been Asian or whatever? And you're like, that's so offensive. Or not even and just they, that. Like, they'll, they'll make things like, being gay is the joke, and that those ones are always like, Ooh. yeah, or like two girls step out into a scene and they're like, Can we get a suggestion of anything at all? And the guys are like, Tits, or whatever, or they're like, Kitchen, do a scene in a kitchen, and you're like, Cool, cool, okay. <laughs> so, but I see that like firsthand, like trying to perform on this podcast, pulling shit out of my ass. And throughout the 25 minutes, I was like... Hey, I've done it. I was I, like, I, oh my God, I'm like making fun of vegans and LGBT oh, I, and I've Ellen done it Page five times now. And Scientology. I've, I've, so I, 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 I know it's real hard. I have a lot of apologies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, w when I recently did my uh, Dave Franco episode, I was just like, there's not a lot to know about Dave Franco. No, yeah. So I was just kind of like, he does that giggly thing that the Francos do. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And I'm sure like you, you can't help but hammer in on like, you know, the thing he doesn't want, he wants to move past from that. He's like James Franco's brother. I'm yeah, like, no, no. That was basically what it. we talked about the whole time yeah. is uh, being James Franco's brother. Yeah. And uh, being separated from such a, a person. Yeah, exactly. I, um, I remember I, the only other time I felt this like, uh, on the spot and have to pull shit out of my ass was like an improv and they gave me Pulp Fiction. Again, I, I don't consume media. I, I'm like a late adopter to everything, which is bad if you're a comedian, but they gave me do this scene in the style of Pulp Fiction and I was the only person that had not seen the movie. Oh no. So like two actors come out and they're like reference, like hard reference audience laughs. And then there, someone else was like a hard reference audience laughs. And it's funny it that you bring that up because uh, I did a Tarantino episode of this podcast. Yeah. And the guy playing Quentin Tarantino never seen Pulp Fiction. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I need to meet him and talk you know, about this. Do you experience. know Kevin McNair? It sounds familiar. Yeah, you might know him. But after a while, every comedian sounds familiar. You're like, nah, I've been uh, on a flyer I, I, with I feel, him. I feel like you've, know, you've met Kevin McNair. He's probably. around. Probably. I love you, Kevin, wherever you are. And He's thank probably you. listening. I don't know. Yeah, thank Sometimes you for the listens. solidarity. But um, yeah, they drop a ton of references. They're killing with the audience. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I've never seen this movie. So I just, I, I just, they looked at me and I was like, Mom, I, I hate orange juice with pulp. <laughs> and like, That's I, amazing. Thank you. And like the audience was like, <laughs> like they laughed so hard, but I know they were laughing at me and not with me, but that's okay. Like it's, so that was the last time I felt grossly unprepared. All right. Well, um, so back to your plugs. If anyone wants to find your stuff, uh, where can they find it? Where can they find your podcast? Where do you promote all this? Okay. I promote all over social media. I'm at Brittany Brave, at Brit Brave on Twitter, at Brittany Brave on Instagram. Um, if you're in the comedy scene, I hope and I'm sure I will run into you and I'll plug or invite you to shit there as well. Um, I have BritneyBraveComedy.com as well. I think I'm also on YouTube. Sure, I'm probably on Snapchat. I'm definitely on Yelp. Um, but not on Tinder. Oh. Not on any dating apps. Oh, I mean, they, they, they can be overrated. I would say. It's called building a brand. I'm trying to build a brand, not take it down, you know? Amazing. <laughs> you know, not um, not to shame anyone that is on dating apps. No. We still love you. That's you're you're 
Do your thing. Yeah, 100%. But also maybe make better choices. Ouch. All right. <laughs> so yet again, what is your handle? Uh, at Brittany Brave and at Brit Brave. And it's Brittany Brave. It's spelled the right way. T-T-A-N-Y. Amazing. Thank you. If you want to find us on Instagram, we're at Yes And I Am. We post photos from behind the scenes and fun stuff there. So go give us a follow. Also, uh, while you're at it, go give my sketch team a follow. We're Ratitude. We perform every month at the People's Improv Theater. We're part of Super Free Sketch Tuesday. And our next show is February 26th. So come out there and see some funny sketch comedy at 7.30 that night. Ellen Page is making a guest appearance. Oh, that'd be great. I I, I do hope she shows up. That would be awesome. All right. It'll just be me. (laughs) Also, if you haven't given us a review on iTunes yet, go over there and give us a five-star review because it helps more people find the show, and that keeps us happy. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you all next time. 